Did you know that people are four times as likely to open your welcome emails than any other email you send your list? Not only that, but click-through rates for welcome emails are 10 times higher than any other email that you send. And if you're not currently selling in your welcome sequence or you don't have one at all, then congratulations because you've just identified a great opportunity to start making sales completely on autopilot. So after helping dozens of entrepreneurs create income-generating email funnels, I've developed a powerful five-part welcome sequence framework that's proven to convert at up to 20%. And now I want to share it with you. My welcome sequence email templates are conversion optimized and fill in the blanks while all you have to do is hit copy and paste. And because I wanted to give you all something special for the holidays, from now until December 31st, you can save 25% off the templates with code REINDEER, all cap because I want you to start the new year off right with a welcome sequence that sells for you. This is the first thing I recommend when clients come to me and they're just getting started with email marketing is to set up a welcome sequence that is selling for you on autopilot. You do it once and it works for you 24 seven. So if you want to check write or rewrite my welcome sequence off your to-do list before 2024, head to megansmythe.com templates. Or you can grab the link in the show notes for this episode to make it super easy. Just don't forget to use the code reindeer for 25% off. You're listening to Blaze, the go-to podcast for trailblazing entrepreneurs and anyone passionate about doing business differently. My name is Megan, and together with my guests, I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you the conversations that normally happen behind closed doors. We're sharing practical tips, no BS advice, and inspiring stories to remind you that no matter where you are on your business journey, you're not in this alone. Welcome to our community. Welcome to the Blaze Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Blaze Podcast, where we believe in doing life and business differently. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, because it is that time of year. It's the end of December. We are all gearing up for the new year. We are goal setting. We're setting attentions, choosing a word of the year, and getting ready to make 2024 our best year yet in business. And I know there's a lot of goal setting content out there right now. That is pretty much all you see on Pinterest, on Instagram, and I have made the radical decision not to set any goals at all. Now, before you go thinking I've totally lost it, I do have a loose plan for the, ne- the new year. I have revenue projections. I have a list of projects I want to work on and when I want to work on them. But I didn't set any traditional goals, like SMART goals, nothing specific or time-bound where I have to accomplish X by this date, which is really different from past years where I had super detailed goals and plans for every single month and quarter of the year all laid out in advance and a very strict timeline in terms of those goals that I was always trying to stick to. So my approach to goal setting has changed fundamentally since I started my business, and I think that change is for the better. And I wanted to share an alternative perspective on this because I think some of these ideas could be really helpful for you too, especially if you've had a really busy or difficult year that you're coming off of in 2023. I want you to bring a new type of energy into the new year, and hopefully that's what today's conversation is going to do. 
So I'm going to share some ideas with you about how I'm planning for a more peaceful and relaxed 2024. And as always, you can, you know, take these ideas or leave them, do what's best for you. But the goal for this episode is just to challenge the way that you've been taught to think about goals and goal setting in your business. And if you've already got goals outlined for the new year, things you're planning to pursue, milestones and things you want to hit, then you can absolutely still do that and still use these tips to go after those goals without totally running yourself into the ground. So to set the scene for this conversation, you might hear me say that I'm not setting goals for the new year and think that, well, I'm just that type of person. I'm like laid back, go with the flow type of girl. And that is not the case. Hardcore, not the case. It's actually the opposite. For as long as I can remember, I've set goals for pretty much every area of my life, from grades and school to my career, health, creative projects, all the things. And I've always been an achiever type. Like I did well in school and if I wanted something, I went after it and I went after it hard. So I'm the type of person if, you know, someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, yeah, well, we'll see. I'll show you, you know, and some of you listening are probably that type too, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have this very clear memory of sitting in grade 10 chemistry class and I did not do well in science before like later years in high school. Like it was never my favorite subject, which, you know, looking back, I don't know why I decided to pursue that in university, but maybe this memory has something to do with that. Chemistry was not an interesting subject to me at the time. And so I didn't really try that hard. Um, I didn't really pay attention in class and my grades probably reflected that. And I remember this guy who sat next to me in class you know, I guess he saw a grade on a test that I'd received back or something. And he said to me, you know, it's a good thing that you're so pretty because you're so terrible at science, but you know, you'll make a great wife for someone someday who is smarter than you was the implication. And I just sat there, first of all, (laughs) unable to believe that this was a real thing someone said to me. And you know, just fighting the instinct to basically punch him in the face, which I didn't. I showed a lot of self-restraint in my opinion, but I did go on to then apply to and get into one of the top science programs, university programs in the country quite successfully and had no problem pursuing science in university. So Mike, if you're listening to this, fuck you. But anyway, the point of this story is that my life motto has always been, if I want something, I will make it happen. And that mindset has served me really well. But as anyone who, you know, is relating to the story, if you're listening to this and you recognize parts of yourself and that achiever type, all my Enneagram threes out there, you also know that sometimes there's a hidden cost to that kind of what I think of as ruthless ambition. Uh, A lot of times we can put our goals and that like achievement focus ahead of our health, of our personal relationships, time with friends and family, all the things. Anyone who spent late nights working or, you know, back in school, if you're the type to stay up studying or finishing an essay, perfecting it, all those things. And, you know, sometimes that works out for us. Sometimes we do well, we get the grade or we get the job and everything goes well. But when reality doesn't conform, to our expectations, when we don't reach the goal within the timeline, we don't get the grade, we don't get the client, and we don't achieve the thing that we thought we'd have by now, what do we do? We catastrophize because it just calls into question our entire identity as people who achieve, as people who get things done. And we're like, well, if I haven't hit the 100K mark in my business by now, maybe I never will 
Maybe I'm just not meant to have that. I'm not capable of it. I'm not the type of person. On and on it goes. And that may seem really dramatic to some of you, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you have that same internal monologue. So this conversation is for you. And I wanted to share something really interesting I found recently was that there is research out there that suggests that setting rigid goals actually makes us less happy and that when it comes to achieving success, flexibility is more important than our vision, our goals, or our plans. Let that sink in for a second because this is contrary to pretty much everything we've been told, especially in business where we're taught to always have an end goal and a vision. And I was really curious about this. You know, when I read this somewhere, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my own research. So I did. And of course, you can find evidence to support either side of this debate. You know, are girls good or bad for you? But a lot of the pro goal setting articles, they all come down to the same study that you've probably seen it out there. It's a Yale study that cited all the time in like personal growth and development that says writing down your goals is like the ultimate factor for success in life, in business, relationships, finances, like every area of your life, you'll be more successful if you write down your goals. And what I found when I did some digging was that there is no evidence this study actually happened. Like people have called the Yale office and the faculty where this study was supposed to have taken place. And they're like, oh yeah, we get, you know, people inquiring about this all the time. And the truth is like, it wasn't a real study. So they have no idea. The people at Yale have no idea where this fact or this like made up study came from, but it did not happen at Yale. And that is what a lot of this, you know, pro goal setting rhetoric comes down to is this study that never even existed. So what I did find when I started researching what were studies where the opposite effect happened, where, you know, sales teams improved when they didn't know what their goals were. F1 teams performed better when they were told they were no longer being assessed on speed targets. There's so many different examples where that flexible approach actually served to improve the end result. And so what I want to talk about today is, you know, if goal setting isn't kind of the be all end all that we've been told it is, Obviously, the solution isn't to just, you know, wander around in the dark with zero goals or vision for your business. So there's got to be some middle ground, right? Like, what is the answer? Or if you already have set goals for the new year, how can you work toward them in a way that's, you know, healthier and more productive and it's going to serve you well instead of having those unintended negative consequences? So I've got three tips for you, and these are things that I am still actively trying to incorporate into my life, my approach to goal setting, and things I'm going to be working on in the new year. So don't be fooled that I have this all figured out and I'm preaching at you. These are things that I'm trying out as well and trying to actively incorporate. So the first tip is to stay open to change. This is a big one, and it seems really obvious, but human beings hate change more than we hate almost anything else. And Even if you pride yourself like I do on being a generally flexible and adaptable type of person, we still have this innate drive to stay stuck in the same patterns and stay focused on the same goals, even when those things aren't serving us. And in the online business space, we're told we need to have a clear vision of where we want to go from day one. You've probably heard this before. You know, you need to have a vision of yourself 10 years from now. You need to know where you'll be living, what time you wake up, what you're wearing, what kind of car you'll drive, what brand of coffee you drink, what you eat for breakfast. And I always felt like there was something wrong with me because my vision kept changing. I didn't have that really crystal clear like set in stone vision. I had no idea what I was going to be eating for breakfast 10 years from now. I don't even know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast today. And I could not seem to stick with this vision. And in hindsight, that seems so ridiculous because of course, 
your vision will change. Of course, you are not going to want the same thing 10 years from now that you want today because you as the CEO of your company, whether you're growing a team or you're a more personal brand and it's just you, you're a human being and human beings change. You are not the same person you were at 18 years old and that is a good thing. I don't know what you were all like at 18, but I'm glad I'm not the same person. Imagine how boring life would be if we just stayed the same forever. And so... Staying open to change is is so key because that is what allows you to grow. Some of the best writing advice that I ever received is that looking back at your old work, like, you know, looking back at copy that I wrote when I was just learning how to write copy in my business, looking back at that stuff should make you cringe. And that's a good sign. If you look at something you wrote years ago and you're embarrassed by it, that just means that you've grown, your skills have grown, your taste has grown, and you've improved. So it's okay to look back and and cringe a little, and it's okay to let yourself change. In fact, it's a good thing. So how do we make this actionable besides, you know, staying open to whatever the universe brings our way? I want you to, like I have for the new year, schedule time on your calendar to regularly check in, reevaluate, and reflect on your goals and you know how things are going and don't just check in on your goals to see like your progress like you know how close am I to hitting that uh you know target revenue target let's say that you set for yourself check in and ask yourself do I even still want this thing because I found in my business a lot of times I was holding myself to goals things I wanted to achieve by the end of the year that by the time the six month mark came around that year I no longer even wanted those things so for example in the early days of my business I've never been a social media person. It's just not my thing personally. And one of my goals when I was first starting out was to then hire a social media manager, right? Because it's not my thing. And I thought, you know, ideally someone else would take it off my hands. And I stuck to that goal for a long time. I thought, you know, I have to budget for this. I have to plan for it. And then I thought, oh, I haven't hired someone yet. So I'm failing at that goal. I made up all these stories in my head. And the reality is I no longer want a social media manager because Instagram is just not a major part of my marketing and sales strategy. So there's no need for one. But I was holding myself to this goal that I set years ago based on what I wanted at that time, regardless of the fact that pretty much everything about my business had changed in that time period. So put time on your calendar, check in and ask yourself, do I still want this thing? Do I need to adjust course and change what I'm going after? Tip number two, ask yourself not only what you want to achieve in the new year, but how do you want to feel along the way? This is a great question if you are someone who's listening to this and you're like, that's great, Meg. I hear you talking about the negative consequences of goals, but I'm not giving up my goals. I am still going after it next year. And that's fine. If you want to set a goal to make 100K, 200K, 500K next year, do that. Go after it. There is nothing wrong with setting totally arbitrary income goals. I do this too. I have the completely arbitrary goal that I want to make more money in my business than I would have if I had gone to med school. For those of you who, you know, have listened to the podcast for a while and familiar with my story, you know that I studied pre-med at university and my original plan was to be a doctor and specifically a trauma surgeon, which is highly specific, uh, specialized field. And some of, they are some of the most highly paid doctors. And here in Canada, their salary is around like 300, 350K. I think it's more in the States, like most things in the medical field. But uh, here in Canada, that's the mark. And so I was like, well, I want to make more of my business than I would have if I had been a trauma surgeon. That is completely arbitrary. It has no, I don't need to make that kind of money to live the kind of lifestyle I want to have, but I still like having that goal. It feels good to me. So if you have a goal you've set, 
the big one is 100K. Obviously, we hear that all the time. If that's your goal, cool. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. The problem comes when we get so attached to that goal and we cling to it so tightly that it blinds us to everything else, to other possibilities and opportunities and the very real life that is just passing us by because we're so focused on this end result. So if you've got big goals for the new year, I want you to add this question to your vocabulary. How do I want to feel while I'm working towards that? So if you hit 100K and you're (laughs) miserable, it's not worth it, right? So I want you to ask yourself not only how do I want to feel along the way, but how can I start feeling that way today? What type of routines do you need? What systems do you need in place? What kind of support do you need from your team or your partner? What can you work into your everyday routine that's going to help you start feeling that way now rather than when you reach some arbitrary goal? And you know, deep down, you know what you need to feel that way. You know if you want to feel, let's say, the feeling you want is you want to feel calm and at ease. You know that you need to put your phone down and go outside, go for a walk, do some meditation, do some yoga, whatever that looks like for you. You already know deep down what you should be doing to create that feeling in your everyday life. And so all I'm asking you here is to go out and start doing that. You can start doing things that make you feel that way today regardless of the outcome of the goal, regardless if you hit it or not, and if you hit it on the timeline that you're looking for, because you will reach your goal, I promise you. It just may take longer or the path to get there may look different than you imagined it. So that's tip number two. Ask yourself, how do you want to feel on the journey? Number three, and this has been big for me in my business, remember that it's all an experiment. So early on in my copywriting career, someone told me everything in business is an experiment. And that mindset has saved me so many times because one, you know, with my science background, it just resonated for me, the concept of an experiment. Like no scientist is expecting to get things right the first time. You try things, you see what happens, you stay open to the results. Because if you don't stay open, then you're bringing a bias to your results and you don't want that, right? That's not what makes for good science. And so this experimental mindset just takes so much pressure off of ourselves because as business owners, we think you need to find the perfect niche, the perfect marketing strategy, the perfect branding, and there's so much pressure to pick something and stay consistent with it forever. Think about how much time you have spent stressing over those things and how much easier it would be to make decisions in your business if you approached it with the experimental mindset. So for example, when I launched this podcast, I had a really good feeling. I was really excited for it. I was having so much fun interviewing guests and planning conversations like this one to share with you all. But my mindset was very much, I'm going to try this and I'm going to see what happens. That doesn't mean that I launched the podcast without any type of plan or strategy. You know, I did my research. I tried to plan like how this is going to fit into my schedule and my overall marketing and all that. But if the podcast totally flopped, like if I had zero listeners or if I realized three months in that I hated podcasting, then it wouldn't be the end of the world. I would just try something else and I wouldn't beat myself up for quote unquote failing because it's all an experiment. So here's a reframe for you. When you're thinking of adding something new to your business, whether it's a new strategy, offer, system, team member, whatever it is, instead of getting wrapped up in making this like the thing that must succeed, that's going to be like the one thing that propels you to success. Ask yourself instead of what you want the outcome to be, what do you want to learn? 
This is something I ask all of my consulting clients, specifically launch consulting clients, because there's a lot of pressure and stress that comes with live launching something. So we do plan out, for example, their revenue and their conversion goals, absolutely. But I also ask them, what do you want to learn with this launch? Like, what are you hoping to achieve besides a cash flow injection to your business? And you can see the look on their faces, like they've never considered this. And that's why I love asking this question, because they're like, oh, well, actually, what I want to learn is like, I want to see if this offer even resonates with my audience. Like, I want to see if this is something that people really relate to and if they find it helpful. Or maybe their goal is that they want to launch this time without doing a live webinar because they find webinars super stressful. And so they're going into this launch saying like, can I make this work? Is there an alternative here? And I can see the relief on people's faces when I ask them this question and when they make that shift from, you know, I have to make 10K or 20K by next Friday because that's my revenue goal for this launch to I'm running an experiment and if this doesn't work, I'll try something else. And I'm just here to learn and gather data so I can improve next time. I promise you, if you take this approach in your business, you will get better results this way. And it's also just a hell of a lot more fun and less stressful. So experimental mindset. So to recap and tie this episode up in a little bow for you all, if you're setting goals for the new year, which I imagine most of you are, remember to number one, stay open to change and schedule regular time to reflect, check in, ask yourself what you really want and if the goals you're pursuing still line up. Number two, ask yourself how you want to feel along the way and look for ways to actively pursue that feeling now without waiting until you hit a certain milestone. Number three, remember, it's all an experiment, so you might as well have fun with it. All right, guys, that is it. That is my plan for 2024. If you've been following along the podcast, then you know that 2023 was very much a tumultuous year for me. It was chaotic. There was a lot of things happening in my life and business. And to be honest, it was more a year of survival for me personally. And next year, I want to get back to living. And so that's my hope with taking this more flexible approach is that I'm able to enjoy the journey a little bit more. So that said, I am hitting the road again next year. I am off to Greece in February. I'm going to spend... 10, 12 weeks in Greece. And then I'm going to be in Scotland for June. And after that, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing next. I have no idea where I will be literally, physically, mentally, and anyway, six months from now. And honestly, that feels really good. So I'm thinking maybe I'll spend the fall in South America, but I have no hard plans. And that's a really good feeling. I'm trying to be at peace with that and excited about that rather than stressing about the fact that I don't have hard plans. So I will keep you posted on how that all goes. You know, some podcasts are success stories where people are looking backward and sharing like what worked for them and here's how I made my first million dollars and all that. This is not that kind of show. I'm very much bringing you on the journey with me. And so these tips today are things I'm working to incorporate in 2024. I hope some of you will find them helpful too. If you're still listening at this point, I hope that does mean you found something in this episode helpful. I hope it inspired you. I hope it offered you a new perspective on your own goals for the new year. And if you got something out of this conversation, please consider sharing it with a friend, send them the link, put it on your stories, because if you found it helpful, chances are someone else will too. Thank you for being here. Next week, we are off for the holidays, so I will see you all in the new year.
Hey Trailblazer, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help spread the word? Share it with a friend, tag your mastermind group, take a screenshot and post it on stories. I'm at copy by Meg on Instagram. If you want to tag me or just come say hi, I would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember fortune favors the bold, but success favors the stubborn. Keep going, girl. You got this.